So, Walter, now that it's our first session of 2020, I think it's time we asked you the age-old question. Do you believe in Stephen? Yes. All right. Hey, guys. Alex here with Capacity to Geek Podcast. Uh, welcome to 2020, and welcome with me, as always, Bobby and Walter. Say hey, guys. Hey, everybody. So, uh... Yeah, our first show of 2020. How do we feel, guys? I feel like vision's perfect. All right, pause the show right now. Fuck you, Walter. Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. pause the show by, like, with editing and all that. It sweeps and with week. your uh, mic just blinking yellow like it shouldn't, but... Is it still working, though? Yeah, it's picking shit up. You're, you're uh, picking it up? Okay, that's the important thing. Um, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, never make that joke again. Okay. But uh, 2020, guys, um, so we took a little bit of a break. This isn't really going to matter because it's like the third episode we're releasing after. But uh, how are we all doing? Well, these pants are too skinny, and uh, I'm still very far behind on my schoolwork. Um, I'm just very far behind on my schoolwork. I was looking into culinary schools, and I got a call telling me that it was seventeen thousand a year for online classes. I got that call when I was in when I was still in high school for culinary school. Yeah, oh. except it was like twenty four thousand in person. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, but you can just work at a restaurant. They'll teach you whatever the fuck you need, and they'll pay you for it. And then Gordon Ramsay will show up and be like, "What the fuck are you cooking, you useless knob?" Okay, so we're not going to have that on the episode, uh, because this is actually going to be a wholesome episode. I'm not going to swear this entire time. Walter, don't say anything stupid. Yeah, Walter. Don't say anything stupid, <laughs> because I'm all about love and kindness and life and death and love and birth and peace and war on the planet Earth. Bullshit! Is there anything that's worth more than peace and love on the planet Earth? Uh, today we're going to watch... Today? Why are you filming me? I'm waiting for you to break, man. Just on me. Are you recording this entire session just so you can catch me swearing at Walter? I'm waiting for it. Well, he has to say something dumb first. Fuck you, Walter. I didn't even say anything. We know what you meant. Um, so... Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite films of 2019. Uh, I made a letterbox list, which I told you guys to make, but you guys never made it. I made one. Oops. Oh, you just never told me you made it. Pretty sure I mentioned it once or twice. Oh. Uh, but I put this down as my second favorite film of 2019 uh, after Rocket Man, and we all know how that review went. Hey, fellas? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming. Never. Eventually. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. So, Steven Universe the movie. Um, Bobby and I, big Steven Universe fans, uh, we watch the movie. We have some merchandise. Uh, I've cosplayed as Steven a couple times. You know, I'm a chubby, uh, happy-go-lucky guy, so it's kind of a perfect cosplay for me. Uh... Walter has not seen the show. We showed him a couple episodes before we started. Uh, we showed him Gem Glow, The Return, 
jailbreak and uh, full disclosure. Now, admittedly, we should probably show you a couple more episodes, like a lot more episodes, before we actually show you the movie, which was meant to be the capper of the series. But uh, we didn't get to do that. And uh, quite frankly, it's uh, 8.07 p.m. Yeah. So a little too late. We can't exactly show you five seasons of a show before we show you the movie. So we just showed you some of the highlights from the first couple seasons. And what did you think of the episodes you've seen so far? I thought they were enjoyable. I thought it was very dark for a Cartoon Network show. Okay. Yeah, it seemed dark a lot. Yeah. We got to show you Frybo. Yeah, if you guys know what Frybo is, that's an episode. We might show you it after the movie. We might show you Frybo after the movie. Um, Well, after we discuss. Because uh, what we're going to do now, uh, because the Christmas episode works so well, we're going to do a brief, uh, we're going to do a brief, 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 I know, I'm just telling you to breathe in, out, in, out, not pronounce. We're going to do a brief introduction to what we're talking about this week, and then we're going to do a little bit of a break so we can watch what we're going to talk about, and then we're going to come back, and Walter, who hasn't seen this movie or show at all, is going to ask us some questions. And then we'll field those questions and talk about the movie. So, um, any initial questions you have for us before we jump into the movie? Not really. No? You're not even going to ask why we lured you into this space ride? Please, if you're going to kill me, get it over with. No, no we're going to let you live. Damn it. We're just going to tell you your future so you can prepare for it. <laughs> it it's mostly like what's going on right now, just a lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven Universe the series has been on Cartoon Network since 2013 it's created by Rebecca Sugar who started out as an artist on Adventure Time um, I showed you one of her uh, comics before we started a webtoon called uh, Don't Cry For Me For I Am Already Dead about two best friends who always make Simpsons references how'd you feel about that Walter? Ugh. Oof, Jesus. That was, that comic is a freaking punch to the chest. Yeah, it is. It's really sad, especially if you have friends that all you do is quote The Simpsons with, which, as we found out on New Year's, you are very good at knowing Simpsons. I can predict at least the teen seasons. If I see the beginning of an episode, I can tell you what's going to happen. I can tell you some of the jokes. I can tell you the gist of what happens in the episode. And I've been, I was super accurate that night. You also got fairly drunk. Very drunk. Um, wow, we were really just talking around this whole thing, aren't we? Wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't talk around the subject. All right, Walter. If you really have no questions before we start the movie, remember we told you you can't ask any questions during the movie. I'm go- you are going to write down any question you have during the movie, and then we'll answer them. I want some good questions, because Bobby and I, between the two of us, Bobby and I can probably answer them. So, uh, after the jump, this is Steven Universe, the movie, the podcast episode of Capacity Geek. All right, so uh, we're back. We just watched Steven Universe, the movie. Um, first, before we dive into your questions, uh, Bobby, I know you 
enjoyed the movie as much as I did. Uh, Walter, what was your thoughts on the movie? I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. I thought there were a lot of relatable themes to it that I will get to in my questions later. I thought the music was excellent. I really just, I enjoyed it. That's good to hear. From a guy that doesn't like musicals. Yeah. I guess he can stay on the podcast for a little bit longer. Only a little bit? Only a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how the rest go. We're expanding your non-existent contract is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, So we're not going to take the... We're not going to take a page out of the last musical we talked about, Rocket Man. And we're not going to go through every single song. Because that kind of derailed the podcast that you'll never get to hear. But, uh... What were some of you guys' favorite songs? Um, I know, Bobby, you and I really like Happily Ever After, which is the Here We Are in the Future song. Um, It's probably one of the most standout songs from the movie. It's the theme song to the sequel epilogue series that we can talk a little bit about at the end of the show, Steven Universe Future. Um, But it's... I personally like the version at the end of the movie. Because there's three different versions. There's the initial one, and then there's one called Who We Are, where it's the, you know, kind of down on their luck, like, what are we going to do now song. Um, And then there's the finale, where it kind of wraps everything up together thematically. But uh, the song I like the most uh, is the Estelle song, which was the single for the movie. When they first announced that it was going to be a musical, they released this as the single, True Kind of Love, which plays just before the main fight between Steven and Spinell. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's a bop. And they got they got two versions on Spotify. Uh, they have the four-minute long version, which plays during the movie, that has kind of like a two-minute interlude of just the melody of the music, which plays during the movie. Obviously, they have scenes of uh, the Crystal Gems going and saving the people of Beach City while Steven's climbing up the tower. Uh, but then they do just have a version that has that middle melody cut out and goes right to Zach Calisans, um, uh, you know, uh, lines in that mo- uh, lines in that song. But True Kind of Love is probably my favorite song for the movie. Bobby? I, gotta, uh, I do have to say, Estelle... Do no wrong. Oh, Estelle is perfect. collabed with Kanye. I don't even like Kanye. Yeah, American but Boy. American Boy, it's, it's, it's a bop. amazing song. It's a bop. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, happily ever after, I do have to say. Uh-huh. It's probably one of my favorites, like, probably one of my most favorite songs in, this, in the franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of great songs in the franchise like uh when we watch jailbreak uh stronger than you stronger than you is also beautiful it's great both estelle so estelle can do no wrong uh but do you know what's the breakout song from this movie Mm -hmm. uh take a guess but like it's the top of the spotify it had the most hits on youtube and spotify I don't like guessing, so I'm just going to... No, 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 just take a guess. Random guess. I, I have no guesses. My dude, no it, guesses. It's Other Friends. Oh. The song that Spinell sings when she first comes on to the scene and takes out the crystal gems. 
Uh, but Walter, what were some of the songs? If you don't know the titles, just tell us the scene and we can. I tell really you. liked. I think it was called Disobedient. Disobedient. Yep. Uh, that's sang by Kate from I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Garfunkel and Oates. Yep. Oh. Yeah, the she's also Webby on the remake of DuckTales. So she does a lot of voice work. I think she's also Velma, too, in some Scooby-Doo incarnations. I think Mr. Incorporated. Is she going to be Velma in Scoob, or...? No, that's uh, Gina Rodriguez, huh. I think. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, with my musical tastes, I really thought uh, Disobedience... Um. That yeah. was co-written by, do you know Mike Kroll? I love Mike Kroll. Yeah, he, but uh, a lot of singers uh, collaborated with this. Uh, obviously, Kate from uh, Garfunkel Notes. Tyler, the creator? Really? No, wait, yeah. Chance the Rapper. Uh, Which one was it? It was Chance. It was, it was Chance. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, I think he collaborated. I think he wrote part of True Kind of Love. Or Isn't It Love? One of those. I also like Isn't It Love. But Disobedient, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I also pointed out during the show that this is the... This is probably the most recent release that we've talked about on the show so far. Uh, this came out in September or October of 2019. I want to say September. Yeah. I think it was September, late September. Early October. It was October. It was it was definitely October. I remember now. But um because the previous one, Rocket Man, which we haven't released, isn't getting released. Um but that came out in May and uh as of now it's January twenty twenty. So yeah, this is our most recent release. Um it looks amazing. You know. The show definitely has a distinct art style to it, but uh I don't know, just seeing it on the TV tonight again, because I watch this movie every couple weeks, because it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, and Steven Universe is probably my favorite TV show in the past decade, just because it's stuck with me since I watched it in 2013. And if we're being honest, like this decade there hasn't been anything quite like Frasier. Yeah. So, if we're talking about TV shows this decade, are we talking about premiered this past decade? Yeah. Or just, bled into this past decade? What if you're you going to try, like, feeding us your Game of Thrones fandom BS... Yeah, this ain't a Game of Breaking Thrones Breaking Bad. Podcast. Breaking Bad? Yeah. Didn't Breaking Bad end in, like, 2012? 2013. I don't really know if I want to count that, though. I would not. Because it did debut in 2008? Right, and it's yeah. all it's also been over for seven years now. And it, I guess we can give you that mulligan. But if I was going to say favorite TV show of the decade uh-huh. that debuted this de- past decade, I'd have to say Game of Thrones. Yeah, but um, okay. Since we're doing this, Bobby, do you have one? Oh man, favorite TV shows this past decade. As much like as much Netflix and other things I watch. I don't really have them. You you wouldn't count this as one of your favorites? Oh, Steven Universe for sure. Yeah. Um, Gravity Falls. Gravity. Oh, sure. Gravity Falls. Have you been into Gravity Falls? I've not. Oh, that's an episode. Even though I just started watching it on Disney Plus, Amphibia 
sure. Yes, I watched yeah, a couple episodes. So nice. I love it. It's a great successor. Uh, I've been Big wanting City to watch Greens. Big City Greens. Yes. Even though it was only six episodes, like with just how beautiful it was. We I... already talked about the Clerks animated series, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Mandalorian's up there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still need to catch up on Mandalorian. Oh, I was, I was blown away by the last three or so episodes, starting with the one where they went on to, what was it, a Star Destroyer? Including the one where Baby Yoda got punched. That was the best scene in the entire franchise, Baby Yoda getting punched. All right, so um, without further ado, Walter, uh, why don't you name some questions for us? All right, I have eight of them. All right. First off. How much time has passed from the beginning of the series to the movie? Like, in canon time. Four to three years? It'd be three to four years. Three to four years. Would you agree on that? Yeah. I think the duration, uh, the five seasons of Steven Universe, uh, I believe they start when Steven is 12 and go until he's 14. And I know there's a two-year jump between the finale of the show, Change Your Mind, and the movie. And uh, you might not notice it because Steven doesn't age like regular kids do. Uh, It was actually kind of a big, uh, not secret, but kind of a surprise when they finally get to Steven's birthday and it's revealed that he's 14 years old because you saw him in the pilot, right? How old would you think he was? Like eight. Yeah. That's exactly it. He stopped physically aging when he was eight years old. But um, his form and his gem powers, they're kind of based on his emotions. Right. So he there's an episode called Too Many Birthdays, which is another fucked up episode, which we might have to show you, where he ages, he appears to age based on his emotions, and uh, he gets really down on, itself, on himself and he goes to the point of nearly dying of what? age. Yeah, it's a fucked up episode. And we'll, we'll watch that. We'll, we'll watch Fry Bow in that one. It's easy because the show has 11-minute episodes. So. Right. It's one of those two per... Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes it's just one. Cartoon Network. All right. All right. Second question. How long did it take him to like bring the piece to the universe like they had all talked about? Or was that really... 14 years. It, it's basically been his mission his whole life. Um, but no, things kind of really ramped up with the Mission of Peace once he announced that... Okay, so you caught on that they were calling him Pink Diamond, right? So how that was is his mother was Pink Diamond. She was one of the Diamond Authorities. Uh, she snuck to Earth. She took on the identity of Rose Quartz, which is another... Uh, Think of it less of, like, race, but more of, like, classes of things. So, like, there's an infinite number of pearls. There's an infinite number of amethysts. They all come from different places. They're all created differently. So, so it's like your class in an RPG. Yeah, yeah. So, like, a rose quartz. So, you're a quartz. Or you're, like, a diamond. There's only four diamonds. And they're, like, the rulers of everything. But uh, Pink Diamond saw the beauty in Pe- in Earth, saw the beauty in man-made things, 
she was supposed to destroy Earth, but she didn't destroy Earth. She ended up going rogue, uh, faking her shattering or death, and uh, becoming Rose Quartz. And she sacrificed her human form once she met Greg uh, to conceive Stephen. And uh, Stephen, uh, he's a pacifist, first and foremost. He would never hurt a living thing, especially an innocent living thing. Um, and eventually he had to go to the diamonds. He had the, you know, plea to, you know, he had to basically prove that he is not his mom. He is not Pink Diamond. He is something completely different, which it's revealed at the end that he is. But, um, because that was another question if, what would happen if Steven's gem was removed? And we got a clear answer to that and change your mind. When it was removed, there was a pink version of Steven that came out. And, uh, basically Steven's a fusion of, you know, part human, part, uh, gem. So, to answer your question, I'd say you know, a good amount of time, probably most of the series, but it all ramped up in the last couple episodes. Right. Um, my next few are more about, like, the overarching themes of the show. Uh Uh-huh. I know in the movie they placed a large emphasis on people's memories. Is that something they touch on in the show a lot, or is that kind of unique to the movie? Bobby? I'd say it's more so unique to the movie. A little um, bit, but the past does definitely play a thing in there. There's definitely a lot of... Um, what a lot of fans coin is that we see Rose Quartz, Pink Diamond, you can call her either or, but you see her character development in reverse. So in the beginning of the series, she's like this really... Um, peaceful. She's this very serene, very beautiful memory that people have, the crystal gems have of this great leader that was loving and wanted to protect all life. But the more you read into her, the more you see her past. She was kind of a bitch. And uh, she did some pretty bad things, which abandoning Spinel for 6,000 years in this movie, that's, that's something she did. Yeah, that was that was super messed up. Yeah, and she basically abandoned a child in a garden for six thousand years. Yeah, uh, you know most of the, they actually do mention that in the movie where Stephen is like, uh, Stephen says something along the lines of, "I can't believe my mom did that to you." Actually, I can totally believe that she did that to you. That's because the entire series is basically him having to clean up his mother's messes. And, you know, it is a character development in reverse. And a lot of people don't like Rose Quartz for that. But a lot of people do like Rose Quartz still because just because of the whole reversal of it. You're actually learning that she does this bad, these bad things after she's been redeemed. But does that necessarily mean that she's redeemed? Or does it not? It's a question. And another question of overarching themes, uh, the journey to find oneself. That seemed to be a really big thing. It's literally like the entire series. Yeah. Like, he's he's trying to... (sighs) Alex, Alex. For most of the series, he's trying to live up to his mother's legacy. 
as this great leader of the Crystal Gems and this great hero. But sometimes he kind of forgets that he is not his mom. He's something different. He's able to change. He's able to fail. He's able to do these things. And uh, it's definitely a journey of self-discovery. And that's something he's still going through as of right now in Steven Universe Future. Where he's still... He knows that he's not his mom. He knows that he's something different now. But he's kind of just trying to figure out what he is. Who he is. And also, another big thing that he was bringing up a lot was the idea of change and accepting that and embracing change. That's more so for the movie. Maybe a little bit with the whole Diamond arc where they have to realize that he isn't Pink Diamond. He's something different. But uh, change is definitely a big thing in the movie. But he eventually has to accept. He has to accept that things change. And the next question is something that, you know, already has been answered. Uh, is the idea that Stephen's mom... Is the idea of Stephen's mom being a very flawed character a common theme? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's... His that. mom kind of sucks. Character <laughs> development in reverse, Bobby. <laughs> Character development in reverse. I mean, does anything you do, can it really redeem leaving a child alone in a garden for 6,000 years? Hey, no. Okay. Spinel and Pink Diamond, they're not children. All right. They probably had like hundreds of thousands of years under their belt, too. True. And everything. And, you know, Pink was a child, too. It's less of abandoning a child and just not playing with a toy anymore. That's kind of what it was. More so. And another one was the movie the first time they dealt with like really serious apocalyptic level situations. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you saw the return. You saw, you know... Shit was getting fucky. But that was off Earth. I mean, like... I mean, like, end of Earth apocalyptic. I mean, yes, with the cluster, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was definitely a thing before. Yeah. And another one, which this could lead into a wider discussion. Do you think the music... Or the relatable themes are what made it, are what has made the show so popular. It's both. It really is. It, 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 it's just the coalition of both. It's the fact that there's relatable themes in the music. It's the fact that, yeah, no, these themes, they bounce all over the place. Like the first episode, you saw the first episode. Steven is under the impression that ice cream is what gives him his magical powers in the first episode. And then... You have uh, a single pale rose where Stephen goes through thousands of years of Pearl's dra- uh, trauma to find out that uh, Rose Quartz is actually Pink Diamond and, like, his entire life has been a lie. So, um, yeah, the themes change a lot on the show, but it's heartbreaking. The show just has a lot of scenes that are very relatable to people, very, uh, some would say, triggering to people, too. Just... There's a lot of themes of abandonment, of abuse, abusive relationships. There's, uh, yeah, um, you saw at the end of 
Jailbreak, the big creature Malekith, which is the fusion of Jasper and Lapis, that goes on to be an allegory for abusive relationships. But there's a lot of themes in Steven Universe that helps it be relatable. Um, I'd say, for a lack of a better term, it kind of has a little bit of the My Little Pony happening going on. Not, okay, not necessarily on that level. Bobby, explain that for him. So, what he means, what I think he means is, it's a wholesome good time. The entire family could get into it. It doesn't just have to be for kids. There's a lot of adult fans. But it can also fans. teach kids valuable lessons. Yeah. And some adults. I, I know a lot of Cartoon Network shows from this era and the era directly preceding it yeah. had a lot of crossover appeal with especially teenagers like oh, yeah. and young adults. Oh, that's like, another one for the record. Uh, regular show? Yeah. Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of regular show, we should totally watch the pilot after this. You know. Oh, 3 in the a.m. p.m.? Yes. yes. I know. Oh, what was the pirate one? Oh, uh, Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack? Yes. I know that one was super popular amongst older kids. Oh, yeah. That, that show was trippy as fuck. Clarence. Clarence. I love Clarence. Freaking Clarence. Have you guys ever see Craig of the Creek? I'm aware of it. That one's nice. It's like, think of this show, but also Hey Arnold. The oh. weirdest, the weirdest show from, like, this era of Cartoon Network, the show that made me say... Uncle Grandpa? Yes. Uncle I, freaking Grandpa. I'm going to tell you something, Walter. What? Should I tell him? Yes. Steven Universe has one crossover. It's with Uncle Grandpa. That's amazing. <laughs> it's not canon, but it's called <laughs> Say Uncle. <laughs> Oh. Uh, well, actually, that's not true anymore because OKKO OK had crossover Nexus, which crossed over with nearly every Cartoon Network show. And I'm talking like nearly every Cartoon Network show because they um, referenced that Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, Gold, Gold. Yeah, the Bobcat Goldthwait um, CGI dog show that started Cartoon Network. But, uh, what? Yeah, no, that was a thing. Uh, Garnet from the. Uh, from Steven Universe was a main character in that episode of OKKO, but uh, fun fact: OKKO also crossed over with Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and OKKO was created by Ian Jones Cordy, who recently married Rebecca Sugar, creator of the show. Oh, yeah, but yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of people from specifically like mine and sort of Robert's age group that kind of really shit on this era of Cartoon Network compared to the 90s. Like, okay, 90s I have a response for that, though. I, I'll, I'll let you carry on your response. You know what I'm about to say. I'll let you say it. Okay, Boomer. We're millennials, you inaccurate piece of something. Anyway, I adore 90s Cartoon Network. Like, I will stand on a soapbox and say the top of 90s Cartoon Network is better than the top of 90s Nick. I will take Dexter's Lab, Cow and Chicken, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Powerpuff Girls, and Courage. Here we go, we're good. We're good? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's recording now. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll take all those shows over the top of 90s Nick. I mean, I love 90s Nick, but... That's cool. Um, how about for once we not talk about 90s cartoons when we're trying to talk about something modern? Okay. Just for once? Okay. Please? Okay. Because I get it. A lot of people like 90s Cartoon Network and 90s Nick and even 90s Disney Channel, which was non-existent at the time, but let's be honest. No. No, 90? no, no. No, no, no. I know what you're going to say. But uh, the Disney Afternoon was not on Disney Channel. It was on ABC. Disney Channel existed in the 90s. It didn't exist very well. It didn't have a lot of programming. It, it did mostly consist of... Old Disney cartoons that nobody gave a shit about also, 40 years ago. They had a lot of TV shows based on their successful movies. Like, there, I think there was an Aladdin one. There was a Timon and Pumbaa. That wasn't on Disney Channel at the start. Yeah, it was. That was not on Disney Channel at the start. That would, I think, Toon Nick, but, or Toon, Toon Disney, Disney, but not on Disney Channel at the start. Disney Channel didn't have a lot of shows till the 2000s. But, uh, Enter the concept of syndication. Yes, the 52-episode rule. That's what most cartoons hit, and then they're done. But um, we got to do a 90s cartoon channel retrospective one day. That's another episode to do. We just have to get a Canadian, a Canadian on board so we can to talk do about reboot. Or Teletoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Canuck. All right, um, next question, Walter. Oh, that was the end of my questions. Oh. Back to what I was about to say. Canadian fans of the cast... Please email us at... I swear we have an email address. I just keep forgetting what it is. <laughs> it's captogeekshow at gmail.com. That's a number two. And if you can't contact us through that, just uh, slide into our DMs yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, please look at our post with uh, a picture of Ed Asner looking at a knife, holding a knife so you can see all the boomers commenting on it. We got one share from a boomer. We had a picture of a boomer submit a picture of a knife. I don't know if we should be threatened or... <laughs> <laughs> or what about the one guy that angry reacted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. What? Did you actually do the thing? No, I didn't. Oh, I why re- not? I really wanted you to do the thing. I wasn't going to do that and cut it out so nobody knows what that is. But, um, hold on. <clears throat> We're going to read some fan mail right now. Do we actually have fan mail? No. Oh. Donald Van Hoos from Belleville, Illinois. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or, or. R slash your joke, but worse. I was going to say, or are you, or as, ugh, or as you were going to send him in his DMs. I'm not going to say it. Keith Preston, uh, Keith Preston Ramey of Springfield, Illinois. Please, we won't return your calls. Stop it. Uh, isn't it great to fe- read fan mail? Um, okay, so anything else we want to say on Steven Universe the movie? I don't know, Walter, if you have anything to say, make it quick. My battery's at 31%. You don't have I, it charging? I, I don't have it charging at the moment. I really enjoy... You do know there's a plug right there, right? Oh. You're Don't trying. patronize me. You're, you're trying, Bobby. You're, you're <laughs> trying tonight. 
<laughs> For those listening at home, the cable reached. I just won't reach the side I need to reach. No, no. Give him a hole. Give him a hole. That is why you fail. That's Don't make a said. joke about that. Nobody said that to you. Anyway. Anyway. Final thoughts on Steven Universe, the movie. I thought it was really nice. It was a really good film. Um, beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful score. Uh-huh. Like, even the non... Yeah. The score was really good. And yeah, overall, I very much enjoyed it. Very good. Why don't we talk a little bit about Steven Universe The Future? Or... Damn it, why do I keep doing I mean, that? you're still ahead of me on Steven Universe Future. I haven't had a chance to start watching it yet. You haven't even watched it yet? No. Why? It's on the Cartoon Network app. I know, but I've been busy with work. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, we can table this discussion on Steven Universe Future, but um, probably around the time that the show comes back from hiatus... And the final episodes are going to release. We'll probably do a bonus episode just talking about it. But, um, like I said, it's a limited series. Uh, probably only get, get the 20 episodes. There's 10 episodes already released. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Steven Universe, as we know it, is over. Steven Universe Future is the new uh, show. And uh, it's pretty all right so far. And after Steven Universe Future, who knows what's going to happen. Zach Callison is, uh, he, he just doesn't associate with Cartoon Network anymore. Right. And, uh, I'll only tell you one thing, Bobby. Um, they teased a Lars of the Stars spinoff. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I have a feeling that this is just going to be a meme. This is definitely just going to be a meme. Oh, no! Oh, my God! (laughs) Alex, no! Good night, everybody. (laughs) All right, repeat that question. Do we want to do the extra bits where I list off all the movies I haven't seen? It's 1030 at night. Fuck you. All right.